listening to two blowhards yammer on about their jobs at the bar? Well, get a drink and hit play because those blowhards now have a podcast. This is Above the Fold and Below Your Expectations. Welcome, everyone, to a very, very special episode of Above the Fold with Francis and Jeff. And the reason, the reason it's so special is that Jeff and I have not had a conversation when it's just been us for what feels like seven, eight months. And the thing is, Jeff and I had a rule. We almost never really just kind of like catch up because we want to save everything for the podcast. So this is as much like a genuine, authentic, good conversation between two buddies. But also exciting because we haven't done this on the podcast in a while. When it's just Jeff and I shooting the shit, basically talking. Maybe we'll get into marketing. Maybe we won't. I mean, we made a really poor veiled attempt at, at introducing some marketing concepts we like we pulled up a tab i've got a tab open i don't even know if i'm going to get to it i mean <laughs> but i've got priority number one i'm drinking my beer i'm watching you drink your beer and so far i'm at 90 percent of what i want to be so far to this yeah. episode if we, if we hit the off button right now i'd be fully satisfied that's with what true we that's true that's all we need we've already done uh, it <laughs> yeah but disclaimer to the audience like let's get this out of the way early this mm. is going to be a conversation Right. You're oh, listening yeah. to a conversation. You're not listening to any um, any insightful guests coming on. We're we're gonna go. You know, we might talk about search a little bit. We're gonna talk about Top Gun briefly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk probably a little bit about beer. What else yep. we got in the hopper? Oh yeah, um, oh. South by Southwest. We're gonna start with South by Southwest. But yeah, Jeff, Jeff is right. This is a conversation that you are now privy to, and Jeff and I are gonna forget about the recording at this point. Welcome to the shit show. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? You just named it. You just named it. That's it. Mm. This is the shit show. Okay. So South by Southwest. Let's let's set the stage. So one, um, this year, South by Southwest um, was digital. Digital slash virtual. Um, it was can- full-fledged full canceled last year. And so I had... And I don't even know how I found that. Well, explain to the audience, like, because I, I don't even fully understand. I mean, South by Southwest, basically, at Coachella, it's like... A- yeah, it's it's a Coachella, but also kind of like a conference for people who love marketing and advertising, and you know, using um, talking about audience and engagement and everything like that. I've so for, yeah, full this. I've always wanted to go because of the bands and like you know the movies that you get to see, you know, the, that are, that are premiered. Um, but South by Southwest has grown a lot in the past couple of years, where it has this element of a conference where people. There, there's keynotes, there's different um, sort of like groups, working groups, you can, and you can network. It used to be a huge networking sort of thing. Um, I never went because of the cost. You're talking about a week, probably a week and a half, really, in Austin, Texas. And um, just from airfare to lodging to even the tickets alone, um, you're probably dropping, what, three, four grand just for that week. Um, and now it's even harder because of you know travel restrictions and so on. Um, I don't know what possessed me probably back in February, but I happened to look up South by Southwest again and I found out it was all digital this year. Were you in your igloo Googling stuff? I was just sitting in my igloo thinking, what could I be looking at right now? The kids aren't bothering me and I I could be looking at stuff. And I don't know why South by Southwest popped up, but um, found out it was all digital and tickets were like 200 bucks. So you say are all digital. You just like... what What exactly does that mean? I mean, the whole... Every single thing is just streamed? Well, maybe that's what you get into it. It just seems odd. It is Zoom. Let's just get that out of the way. You're not on Zoom, but you're experiencing, you know, videos that are, you know, Zoom videos that are happening. And it's a mixture of live 
and pre-recorded. So the way this works is that, I mean, first of all, in, t- in typical South by Southwest fashion, you you will have a day that is like chock full of speakers and keynotes and different like meetups and everything like that all throughout the like every minute of every hour. Um, with the digital version, you still had that, but some of the pre-recorded stuff wouldn't hit like wouldn't go live until a certain amount of like a certain point in time. And then once it did go live, it was uh, like on demand. You could watch it anytime you wanted. The one advantage of watching it live, though, was that you could be part of like the, the group chat on the side. The other people who were watching it where you could network or you could make a comment or sometimes the people who were in the session who recorded it were also in the chat. And so you could interact with them as they were watching themselves. Um, but that was somewhat of the... but. So that was the pre-recorded stuff, but then they also had live stuff with the uh, the keynote. Stacey Abrams was one of the keynotes. Um, uh, Jeff uh, Budiedge was um, was one of the keynotes. So the those were live, but then some of the other ones were uh, were taped. And you just kind of experienced it that way. You know what would be kind of cool is I just recently used that. I, know, I can't remember the name of the new Oculus, the new Oculus Rift. They came out like a new version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just came out late last year, and uh, Kevin got it, who was on the show. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting another one of these damned, you know, you've tried out 3D glasses before and all these mm-hmm. things, and I was like, ah, it's going to be the same old, same old. It is a whole nother world, man. It's really? like, it's incredible. I can't even describe it without you doing it. Like, you are immersed in it. That would have been badass if they did the whole thing in 3D, because you're they it puts you in the spot, you know? Really? Oh yeah, it's fully immersive. You lose track of the room. You don't know where the room is because you're like you're looking around and all you see is the environment and you draw this environmental space around you so you don't like ram your damn knee into a chair or something. <laughs> and then that's your boundary. You've got a boundary system and then everything contours to your boundary. And like when you reach your hand through something and your your hand will transform into whatever it is, like a boxing glove or a tool okay, or something okay. like that. And you open it and move it around. If you reach out of the boundary area it shows this laser of an, a red outline of where you're reaching through the boundary area. It's total trip. I mean, I, I got entertained just sitting there fucking around with the boundary areas <laughs> without even playing a game. And then, then I went into space and then I rode a roller coaster and shot dinosaurs on the roller coaster What? and almost threw up. Like it was, yeah, dude, I know I'm not even kidding. I almost threw up. It was so, there was so much motion sickness because it was so real. Wow. If they did something like that with a concert, dude, they wouldn't even have concerts anymore. Okay, so they did. So they uh-huh. I'm just talking about the con- like the conference part, but there was like a virtual Austin like world where you could experience the concerts and whatever. Ideally, if you did have an Oculus or one of the other, you know, um uh, virtual reality headsets, I don't And so there was an option to use like your computer, your PC. It was only PC. And, but you had to go through like another like portal and you have to sign. I I never got it to work. Like I finally got an account off this one thing and I got, I think, access to the world, but I couldn't enter it for whatever reason. It was confusing as hell. But there was a built in, you know, VR headset version of it, which I always, I was very curious about how it would look like. Now I've, I've, the only VR headset I have is actually like the Google Cardboard thing, which is like thirty bucks. It's literally made out of cardboard, and you stick your phone in there, and that's so that's what I have. I've used that a little bit, but even that small device made me sick. Like there's a roller coaster app I have my daughters use, and they love it. 
and New York Times does a lot of VR stuff. So the fact that that worked, I'm very curious about like the bigger ones. Yeah, it'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. So what should I get one? Do you have one or will you get one? Uh, I mean, we can play games together remotely, I think. Yeah. So if you would get one, I'd get one because I could play you. I could play you something anywhere. I think that's that's so so. It's an Oculus, right? That's what we're it's talking about. Or? Yeah, it's the new. It's the new Oculus. I think it runs two hundred bucks. Okay. So what? What? I mean, aside from games, what else can I do with an Oculus? Sell it to me. Um. You know what? I think we pretty much only played. Yeah. Well, we also no. They've got a feature there where you can watch videos. Okay. So do you remember the? Um, do you remember that video for GoPro? They went really huge when he's playing with the lions, like that amazing shot where the lion runs up and he and he hugs it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You remember that? They've got that, and they put you in that little world, and all of a sudden there's like lions running up to you, and you're like playing with lions, and there's scary ones, right? Like they've got Resident Evil themed type of stuff, and you walk into a dark room, and it's there. You when you've got this Oculus on, the audio's in there. Like you've mm-hmm. got surround sound, you've got surround vision, and you're in it. And there's this creepy monster somewhere lurking around the room. That's terrifying. It's terrifying. You would love it because you're into that Resident I Evil am. stuff. I am. Like that's that's your jam. Like I, I can't even imagine once like uh, that West that Westworld game comes out. Was that <laughs> um, what was what was the name of that one? It was great. Where the, they did cinematic mode of people flying off the horse. Oh, Red Dead Redemption. Red yeah, Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, wait a lot. Westworld out. game. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the pus. Oh, there was um, one where you're in a shark tank too, and the shark gets into your shark tank. It's, oh my gosh. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. It's really it's mind blowing. The technology is incredible. Okay, so here's here's where I'm worried. Like. I'll be honest. You didn't have to sell me on a VR headset. I, w- I definitely want a VR headset, um, but I just want to hear your pitch. The real worry I have, though, is just getting so into it that I never take it off, or that it becomes like I'm yeah. done with work. I'm going to put the I'm going to put the headset back on because I know me. I know you too. When I get into a video game, even my wife knows. I, I tell Julie um, that. Funny enough, you mentioned Resident Evil. The new Resident Evil is coming out in May, and I have to tell her, "Hey, the new one's coming out in May." And she's yeah. like, when is it? And I said, I forget the date now, like May 9th or whatever. And so she already knows for the next month afterwards, I'm gone. Like, <laughs> I'm with work. Yeah. And the kids are in bed. I got the headphones on and I'm playing Resident Evil. That's what worries me the most is that I'm going to get a VR headset and then everything else will fade. <laughs> like real life will fade away. Yeah. That, well, I think here's one of the things. I don't know what kind of licensing they have with games, you know, because it's like, Games are like blackout restrictions of sports, man. They are like licensed specific through PlayStation game as a PlayStation game. You know, like if I want MLB the show, yeah. I go buy, a, I went and bought a PlayStation so I could play this damn game because it's not coming out of another system. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know like how many quality mainstream games you're going to get on the thing. I think it's like, I don't know how the game system works, to be honest with you. But I do know that uh, this, I think Oculus is either like, controlled by or owned by facebook it is so yeah yeah okay it is all right and so if we were to i'd have to create a damn facebook account just to connect with you <laughs> i don't have does anybody like that's ridiculous that you actually have to use face people don't, who uses facebook anymore wait for like, real I even to use have facebook a facebook anymore. account yeah to use that's so dumb that is kind of dumb 
yeah, it's like it's like going to the airport and they and they say like you have to use a taxi. It's like no, we have better, we have good things. Did you check? <laughs> have you have you checked recently? There's good things out there that people want to use. People don't want to be forced to use your shit platform. <laughs> I did not know that. So now yeah, you're, you're unselling me on Oculus. I kind of want something else now. Oh, we can just create a dummy account. Just create a dummy account. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, have a Facebook account. I just barely use it. Do you remember how to get into it? Yeah. I mean, I, I use it because we share pictures of the kids and like, you know, the families are on there. It's just easier that way. But I I use Instagram a slightly more than Facebook, but it's not. that's not even saying a lot. Actually, I use that pretty much exclusively i even my grandma is just rocking instagram oh really she's, yeah she's hitting me with emoji replies to my stories and everything and she's off facebook she's like this is bunk we're done <laughs> <laughs> 85 year old just <laughs> which is interesting because that's supposed to be the demographic that allows facebook to thrive but if they're jumping ship dude facebook's done oh dude they, they we keep replenishing the ranks with people that don't want to use facebook it's like <laughs> the Facebook users are literally dropping. <laughs> well, it makes sense of why Oculus exists because they probably have to find some other thing. I honestly, I don't know why it didn't dawn on me. You need an account. Well, it's lucky they bought Instagram and WhatsApp. That's true. Really? They, they didn't create Instagram, right? Didn't they buy that? They bought it. No, they did not. They bought it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hats off to them for actually thinking to do that and to buy WhatsApp because if they didn't hedge their bets, like, yeah, we saw, I called it Facebook sucked and it did. It's, it's dropped down to well, like I don't know anybody that even uses it anymore. I mean, it's still. I mean, forget about even just it's sucking. It's actually it's actually putting out probably more negativity out there than anything else. When you look at the election or you look at any sort of politicized sort of topic or whatever, it's almost like Facebook is always at ground zero in the sense of how did this happen? You know. Mm, yeah. um, it says, I don't know, if people get into political conversations on that, it's like, why? Nobody ever leaves one of those on social media. Nobody leaves a comment section saying, I feel enriched. I'm glad I did this. <laughs> Nobody's ever done that. Like, you, There's nothing to be gained by talking anything politics on there at all. Like, I've, I was having this conversation last night. I think, I think social media, Instagram in particular, is good for signaling issues and absolutely atrocious at solving them <laughs> like they, they are probably the best canary in the coal mine yeah you know and it can flag issues pretty well like oh shit canary died true and it's damn good time to all right so we brought some attention to this good um but then people come up with solving issues and all of these non-facts and then it's just rife for oh my god a shitstorm <laughs> of bad information people yelling at each other no discourse whatsoever just yelling it's like uh, i don't know it's almost like it needs to pause and be like okay we're gonna bring this to the linkedin version of instagram where we start to everybody like has to put on a suit <laughs> and start acting a little bit more civilized and it's like nothing gets done nothing gets done there it's like it just gets checked at the door that's so true that's i mean you almost need like a mediator at some point in the social media conversations or or you need like the reality show like set up because i will absolutely as much as i hate it i will watch the car crash of a social media conversation of politics just ping pong back and forth between two or three people i know for the pure entertainment of like 
how dare you or the exclamation points or like even the angry emoji when the angry emoji shows up it's like oh this is a good show this is a good one right now <laughs> they're so yeah. mad that they can't even use words yeah 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 and nobody ever changes their opinion at the end of those things they just no. they'll sit there they'll take us they'll swallow a poisoned pill and they'll wait for the other person to die it's like <laughs> And then just, just leave the conversation. Everybody's upset. I, it makes no damn sense to me. <laughs> Not a good way to, to converse with people. We haven't shit on Facebook in a while. I know. Feels good, doesn't it? It feels good. Yeah. <laughs> feels really good. It, it, you know, we took a long break from, from crapping on social media. It feels nice. It's over going back to our roots, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, which is also funny because there was a stretch where we used to do this all the time when it was just you and oh, I. Yeah. And we had to like, we struggled at one point to figure out mm. what are we going to talk about now? Yeah. Like, I can't even remember. I can't even remember what it felt like anymore because we've been so, we've been oh, so death heavy. We revert to AI. I think. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I got into that last night. Too. I got a, a nice little heater going last night and I, I just like took apart the entire alarm clock of the world. And I was just like overly confident, drank too much. And I was just like getting into it, like talking about what's the next existential crisis that's going to happen. And somebody brought up, uh, oh, it's going to be climate change. Along. No, that's too far away. It's going to be AI. AI is going to take over the planet <laughs> by 20, 2060, something like that. And like, I still stand by that. You know what? I'm sober and I still stand by that. That was a, that was a good call by me, I think. I think that's right. I think it, no, you're right. It's, I mean, they're already talking about robots replacing fast food workers in terms of flipping burgers. They're talking about... Can they do I, that? Yeah. Yeah, I forget. I can't. Even, I'm not gonna be able to find it now. But there was, um, there was the idea of having just this. It's just an arm. It's literally an arm, and this thing flips the burger. Oh, you get replaced by an arm. <laughs> you get replaced by an arm. But the idea is that it's not gonna get burned, and it's very repetitive motions and whatever. And apparently, it's gonna learn. It's gonna learn how to flip a burger better or know where the burger is. But wait, 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 wait. wait. I don't want my burger flipping arm learning shit. <laughs> I just wa- I just rewatched T T one T two and those are T two is a great movie by the way T two holds up man oh After- it holds up T2 so holds good up. it mm-hmm. held up really really well I was blown away yeah but T one is 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 tough that's a tough watch because it's very it is very eighties in that respect it's dated yeah it's oh, very good. Linda Linda Hamilton with the the hair and the shoulder pads and the scooter. <laughs> And like all the primary colors. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's dated for sure, but T2 holds up. I don't want my burger arm learning anything. (laughs) Close the system. No learning. (laughs) When does the robotic burger arm try to form a union? When does that happen? (laughs) What I'm talking about. If that thing catches on fire, I don't want it to know it's on fire. I want it to, I want it to burn up. Like, um, I'm like Will Smith in that movie. Mm. Uh, what was that one? I the know a- it, AI. I think it was called. No, it wasn't called AI. But I know what you're talking about because he had the he had a massive distrust of robots. Oh, AI was um, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, that's the AI. Movie. Have you seen him? Have you seen Haley Joel Osment? Yes, because he was on uh, huge. Silicon Valley. He was a yeah. guest, guest on Silicon Valley. Oh, he's yeah. also on that show, The Boys. I haven't seen that yet. 
It's been a year in the pandemic, and I have yet to watch the boys. I'll burn through that one. That's right. that's an e- that's an easy watch, man. All premise right. premise for the audience of the boys is um, you've got all these superheroes, and they've turned into celebrities as they would, and they turn into horrendously bad people. Like every one of these superheroes is horrendously bad. It does terrible things because they got into this position of being a celebrity, which is like what would probably happen actually. And the superheroes are the ones that are trying to take down the, uh, the super, uh, the actual, uh, the bad guys, the superheroes. Um, and it's got Carl Urban in it. Super underrated. Carl Urban is great. By yeah. The way. I like him. I, I, I've seen him in Star Trek, but even just his his presence and sarcastic like looks, I I always appreciated. Yeah, yeah. He he never he never got his moment. He never got his moment in, to shine. But this show, he's great. He's awesome. It's like super insane British. He drops the C bomb every other word. It's, just, <laughs> it's great, man. It's great. How many episodes? I mean, are there seasons of this show? Like, how far behind? Oh yeah, two seasons, just two seasons, and like um, eight episodes per season. I think. All right, that's not too bad. Yeah, hour piece. Okay, just just watch that first episode and then shoot me a text. All right, all right, I'll do that. It's it's absolutely been on my list. You're like maybe the fiftieth person to tell me to watch the boys. I just, I haven't. I don't know why. I just go ahead and log into my account. I got like, I just found out the other day. I got like forty eight leeches. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody pays for Amazon Prime or Netflix. <laughs> I think I do. And then I've got uh, my my card. Like, you know, I'll get like a, an expired bank card and all my yeah. auto pay stuff will all yeah. start failing systematically. I'll get a text at 9 p.m. Pay your bill, you degenerate. I'm trying to watch TV with my wife. I'm like, who? What? <laughs> I get like three of those. I'm like, I'll find leeches from 2006. They're, they're still like getting mad because I'm not paying my bill to Netflix or whatever the platform is that they want to stream. <laughs> so you're, you're how they're able to fund all the documentaries and shows. Thanks to your subscription. Yeah. That's how they're much. getting your money. Well, thank you, Jeff. That's, uh, that's appreciated. You're no problem. I might as well share it with you too. You can be in a <laughs> leech number 48. Uh, no, I think my parents are still leeching off of us. Um, for ne- I, I only know this because I look in like what I've watched recently and then I feel like I've never watched these. What, what is this? And then it's also fun to kind of see like what Netflix then takes in terms of like recommending, you know, oh, you watch this thing. You must like all these shows. No. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's Netflix is like, it's like the, um, like the multiplication rate for, for a, for a pandemic, for a disease. It's like for every one person, there's like three, three other people are going to get it. There's, so there's basically, yeah, there's like, it's exponential. It's like a hundred subscribers to Netflix out there. <laughs> each, each of them shared with three people. Each of them shared with three people. <laughs> now it's around the globe and nobody pays for Netflix. <laughs> Let's do a hard segue, which is why we still need movies like Top Gun to be out there and giving us something to cheer about. How do we feel about, so this last year, your yeah. thoughts on you go to Google Play and you pay yep. full price to rent the movie, mm-hmm. which you didn't used to do. You used mm-hmm. to like wait till it comes out streaming and then you could rent a movie for, I don't know, like five, six bucks. Right. Now, in lieu of a movie theater, it comes out for like 20 bucks. So you can mm-hmm. watch it at home. What are your thoughts on that? Do you do that? So this is a great question because I have definitely been a proponent of paying the 20 bucks 
to do sure. that for both like Disney movies and like even art films that are out in the theater now in like five places, but I get to watch it at home. I love it. But I'd let, let me be clear that I also have two kids and I don't get to the movies all that often. So the fact that I can see the, like the weird quirky art film I want to, or the loud, whatever one I want to at home. And I don't have to wait like six months for it to show up on like the rental sort of like thing. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I do too. I do too. Certain movies though, like Top mm-hmm. Gun, that's a theater movie. I'm going to the theater. I want to see that in the theater. I, I would I'm feel that at home. I would feel cheated if I watched that at home. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, a movie I'll still theater watch it at home, but I want to experience it in a theater. Oh, first, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna stream <laughs> that at home a lot. Yeah, as fast as possible. I'll just I'll buy it. That's not actually that's one I will not rent. I'll yeah. just buy. It. I'll just yeah, buy it. I'll I'll buy that too, and I'll be one of those stubborn people like. If it sucks, I'm still going to tell everybody it's good. I don't care. I'm going to, I am, I'm already committed it to it being good and I don't care what it actually is. It's like when Hunger Games came out. It looks like a carbon copy of the first one. Yeah. And that's all I want. Perfect. Like, how dare you bring in another plot line where you yeah. go off into wars? No, I don't want that. I want Top Gun. I want Goose's family involved. Like, and it is. Ooh, is it? Is Meg Ryan coming back? No, no, but his son, oh. his son oh. is there, man. Who's his son? Is that Miles Teller? Yeah, that's Miles. Miles Teller. Oh, oh, that's why he's in it. Okay, that's do you think he's gonna have? It. Is he gonna have beef with uh, with Maverick? That I don't know, but I think I think um, Mav is Mav is like the instructor, and like Goose, his son shows up, and oh. I think that that's the point of tension or whatever. But it's gonna be the new hot shot. New the hot, yeah, the new hot shot. I'm assuming, oh, but okay. um, but that's all I need, man. That's all mm-hmm. I need. I need a killer soundtrack. They should bring back at least one of the songs. But hey, yeah. they uh, they ditched Kenny Loggins in favor of Hans Zimmer, which I know I I love me some Loggins, but I also love some Hans Zimmer too. <laughs> Footloose. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with Zimmer. We rewatched Top Gun recently. They play Highway to the Danger Zone on three different occasions. I believe it. <laughs> you ever had a song so good for a movie that you play it three times? <laughs> in in its entire, I think. Eight Mile did that because they always did like elements of lose yourself and then they they worked up to it. But Top Gun really committed to uh, Danger Zone. Speaking of you only get one shot, did you get one shot or did you get two shots? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a meme the other day. Uh, this guy's like, when do I uh, when do I come back for my second shot? And the doctor changes to the face of Eminem and says, you only get one shot. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. That was was just a too natural segue. I had to, I had to, I had to jump into that. (laughs) But you got, you got your poke, right? I got, I got my poke. Got the microchips in there? I got the mic. I am, I am uh, from House Moderna is, uh, is where I'm coming from. House so, Moderna. House oh, Moderna. Okay, I'm tri- I'm tribe Pfizer right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Good experiment. Let's see what happens. Do you get a tail? Do I get superpowers? Let's. We'll find out soon enough. Oh yeah, yeah. I like at the end too when you get the shot and they sit you down in a chair for 15 yeah. minutes. You have to wait. I'm like I said, is this to see if we explode? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah. If your head, if your head explodes, it's, it didn't go well. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. 
Uh, we've only sense. had one today. We've only had one explosion. And <laughs> so we're doing good. We're doing oh good. God. Yeah. It was, it was really funny. Um, no, it was fine. Actually, I got one of the extras. Same, same as you. I was um, sitting at home and my sister-in-law calls me and she says, Hey, I just got my second dose and they're telling everybody to tell friends and family to come in because we have to throw away a bunch of shots today because they're over. Then they, they go in the garbage, right? Cause they can't use them because they're no they good. Yeah. They I mean, this, they're, they're or whatever. a cold yeah. temperature that they, once they're out, they're out. And so you have to use them. Yeah. Else, you know, else flies they're they're gone. So yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Got that shot in the arm and, uh, I was, dude, I was out and it ran four miles the next morning. I was fine. Yeah, I mean, my arm hurt. It was sore, like a lay after, like any sort of regular shot. But I wasn't like, I wasn't down and out. I have, yeah, the arm gets sore. Yeah, for sure. I have heard the second one, at least for Moderna, that's gonna, that's the one that's gonna lay me out. So, yeah, um, that one's got some, that one's got some pepper in it. That, that's sure. that's got a kick, you know. That's, that's got your quadruple IPA that I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna yeah. have. Yeah, that's got some. That's a spice. That's a spicy shot. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be getting that in a couple of weeks, but yeah, I don't know, man. I was fine in that first one. I was like, I got a slight headache. I was like, this is annoying, but then it's just gone. So, so wait, this is interesting. So now we both have our first shots. Um, yeah. Are you behaving any differently? Like, do you feel less anxiety? Does it change at all? Um, I'm relieved. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm relieved, but I mean, I still got. I only got it Friday. I still have to wait two weeks mm. before. The That's first true. shot gets you pretty damn good immunity. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to like disclaimer that I'm no no expert, but like they're <laughs> they're showing that first shot gives you a lot of immunity, right? And like the second one's like important for sure, but that first one really does a good job. So like once two weeks are up, I'm gonna feel pretty damn confident again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean it's it's definitely taken out. Like I'm still cautious, but it's definitely taken out that layer of like what's going to happen, you know, sort of thing. And, um, but I'm curious, I'm curious what the second one will do to me. And I wonder if I'll just be, if I'll just be out more or not. I don't know. We should podcast when you have to get your second shot. (laughs) 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 At the peak of like my pain, I'll record that and be like, hello, Hello? what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Is this the drinking episode? (laughs) I already took yeah. the day off of work because I'm getting it. It's scheduled for a Sunday afternoon. And my wife, my wife got Moderna too. And it wasn't until, so she got hers at like nine o'clock in the morning. And it wasn't until like around dinner time that day that she yeah. suddenly was like, Oh, it's, oh, it, I'm, oh. it's hitting me. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Is it f- first shot or second one? That was her second one. That was her second that one. That was her second one. Oh, how'd so, she do it for that? I, I'm scheduled for like a one, two o'clock sort of like shot. So that actually puts me into Sunday night, which means I could technically wake up in like in hell <laughs> on Monday. Um, oh so, yeah. yeah. That's, I took yeah, it off as a point. precaution. I, I've been telling people just go into a, just go into a quill over just like a night quill, just, mm. just coma, just coma yeah. right through it. Yeah. Deal with it. Who says you have to deal with that? No, no. Just Nobody tie. says that. <laughs> Dude, just put on the boys. Just stream the boys. I was just gonna say that maybe day I kill yeah. off two seasons of the boys. Although you really piqued my interest, so I feel like I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna start that this week. But yeah, well, just give me one episode and then text. I'll me give you at least one. Like, but, yeah, but that's what's so actually that's really interesting because you've been you've been traveling a lot during yeah. during all this. Have you 
have you had this? Have you just been streaming a lot of stuff, or because you've been traveling, has it been? Because you, know, you know you were in Colombia. Yeah. I'm drunk, and I, I finally get it right. You weren't in Mexico. You were in Colombia. Hey, I was in Mexico for four or five months. I was more <laughs> confused because I was I was in Mexico for about five months, and then I went to Colombia. Then you went so, to so I just assumed I, you were always in Mexico. It's very confusing. <laughs> Adding a second country in there really screwed things up for it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. but I mean, for the past year, I mean, what did you do? Like, were you streaming a lot? Were you just taking walks? I mean, because you were in a different country in a different environment, things, things were open. No, wow. I think things, things were open. I mean, it was, it's different. We are in like, we've got weird extreme sides of the spectrum here and it's very, very political. It's not <laughs> political in Mexico. It's like, or in Colombia, it's like, this is the way it is. The understanding is you wear a mask outside, period. You're wearing a mask. And they did that like before anything in the States. They're like, you wear it outside and you wear it inside when you're shopping, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And they're open in that like reduced capacity. And when you go in, they have uh, temperature readings everywhere. They have, and I didn't even see that in the States until I got back just now in March. Yeah. Like they, everywhere you walk in, they're checking your temperature. A lot of places they will. Um, write down your name for contact tracing wow. and they're going to sanitize the shit out of you. There are, there's hand sanitizer, more hand sanitizers than you know what to do with. Like your <laughs> hands are like a layer of latex by the end of the day, you know? Um, so they're, they're open, but they're also very, very cautious. Everything was open, but you would go into a restaurant and you're way spaced out. You've already had your temperature taken. A lot of them are outdoors and they're like very responsible about it. Wow. So, so we were, we were out, but also very cautious. We were not like mixing groups really. Yeah. Like we had our own little group of people and like, we're very cautious about who we hung out with, where we hung out with them, but it was open. So I would go to a coffee shop and I'd stay spaced out from people outdoors, that kind of thing. I'd go to restaurants and outside spaced out from people again and like no problems. So yeah, it was, it was like a very inconvenient normal life. Hmm. But still somewhat normal because like you're talking about like you're, what you're talking about is I think kind of what we're experiencing now. <clears throat> and it took a while to even get here, at least in Boston. Like in Boston, there was a point in time where nothing was open. You couldn't even leave the house after like, you know, seven o'clock at night. And I think even takeout for in the very, in the very beginning, takeout wasn't even a thing. Like everything was shut down. And only now are things starting to open up. But you talk about, you know, contact tracing and even temperature take. I have never experienced either of those things. Like going to grocery stores, going into whatever to pick up food. I have never had my temperature taken unless I'm in my own house, which seems insane. Like I feel like that should be a standard in any store right now, especially a larger one. It, but it I was seen it. shocking. There was like, here when I come back, the first thing that strikes you is there's all the lockdowns with zero of the precautions. And it didn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me. It was like this, there's no gray area type of thing. Yeah. You know, like, like even sure there were lockdowns, you still go to grocery stores. The grocery store should have, it doesn't take anything. It's a $30, $15 temperature scanner. You buy it once and then you scan people walking in. You buy hand sanitizer, which costs next to nothing. It's practically free. Mm-hmm. Put that at the front door. You put it next, you put it next to all the ATMs. You put it mm-hmm. next to like, you know, high contact areas and that kind of yeah. thing. And, and you're all of a sudden, hey, guess what? You're like being fairly cautious and responsible about that. That's how these things are spreading. Masks on all the time. So 
I don't know. It was, it was odd coming back, you know, because people had the opinion you're supposed to stay inside. There is don't do any traveling, yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, like while people are saying that to me, I'm walking into grocery stores and they're not doing anything of precaution. Nothing. <laughs> and there's people arguing about wearing masks. It's like, I don't know. I think there was more of a gray area that was not discussed here in the States and in other places too, like in Europe. There's, I, I think there could have been a little bit more balance. And unfortunately, me saying that is political. Now, it shouldn't be. Um, nowhere I went was, was it political? It was only political when I came back here to the States. So it was, that's, it was that's so interesting. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. I mean, guess, I mean, going all the way back to social media, even that like type of political conversation, you know, ended up there, like, you know, masks, and even vaccines in that, in that regard. But, um, yeah, that's, it's, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder what the future I, I mean, very specifically, I wonder what the future of school is like. I wonder what the future of work is like. I wonder what the future of restaurants are like. Like what you described in Colombia feels like that's what it should be like. You know, temperatures and hand. I mean, I've seen hand sanitizer, but legit, no one's taking my temperature at no. all. No, and I, I don't know great. why. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Like, um, it's, it seems like it it's, was very intuitive when I went there. It made a lot of sense. They were very very careful and they they couldn't shut down their economy would mm. when i say economy i don't say economy in terms of people want to make money i say economy in terms of people need to eat right mm. they like need to keep the restaurants open to eat kind of thing like literally the owners so it was like they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to shut down like like we did yeah. and still be able to to get by you know i i you have to fact check me, but I highly doubt that there's any sort of loan system or any sort of, you know, like um, unemployment system that they'd be able to benefit from that would keep them open, you know? That's actually a really good point because we had those options. We, I mean, there's Still food delivery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I guess that's yeah. what it is. That's the massive difference. Like it wasn't so much of, in many ways, let's be, you know, let's be overly cautious. It was more about survival. Like we yeah. do this or we don't have an economy anymore. Yeah. And that I think is the massive motivator for any sort of like region, you know? Um, yeah. And because the States, at least certain areas of the States had that option, that's probably why we didn't see it. And that's probably yeah. why it did turn political because of the options. Right. Right. And there is an argument to be made that like, there was some, some people want to stay open out of greed. Sure. Like that's, that's, a fair thing to say. They want to keep making money. Sure. Um, I am, I'm totally, totally buying that argument. Um, I sit really in the middle. I, I really think there was a gray area that some places were able to find that were very responsible and they did their best to keep people, you know, earning incomes and people like enjoying their lives on a daily basis that felt like in a very good, safe middle ground based on everything I described. You know, it's it was really, really uh, responsible the way that they did these things in most of the places. There are a few outliers where it's just like, all right, I'm looking in there. They there are a few places like they obviously don't care. And we're just walking. It's like, no, we're not going to that kind of place. So there were outliers, as there are here in the States, like <clears throat> Florida. Right. Like <laughs> they, there was a few there was a few situations like that, as there will be. But we just yeah. don't go to those places you now. So we've gotten serious. 
let me shift gears yeah here and before i enter the before i go into this other conversation i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this by saying today this is a good intro today it was announced that the guy who tweeted the picture of the cheese sandwich from the fire festival is putting that up as an nft yeah to, to to raise money now it's all it's all for good he needs a kidney transplant and mm-hmm. so the money is going toward like his, you know, his kidney transplant. And he's trying to, you know, get a new kidney. But, um, but that brings up him going viral on this che- on this cheese sandwich. And one of my favorite episodes we ever did was about the fire festival. Still yeah. is. Um, and it made me kind of re like relook at all the fire festival stuff and that cheese sandwich. Um, but it also reminded me of the time that you, Jeff Baker, went viral. Because of your thoughts and 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 what you were putting out there, so in many ways you had your own mini fire festival. I had my yeah, except my life was a fire fest. <laughs> it's my life, it's, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's unpack a little bit of that for the audience. So I yeah. wrote an SEO piece where I compared the outputs um, for a lot of different SEO tools, um, and I did that under the. The reason that I did that was because anytime you work with a client, they will inevitably say, why is it that the, your tool you're reporting with says such different numbers than this tool and this tool and this tool? They all report completely different numbers. And that's absolutely true. And what I wanted to know was why and by how much. And I said this at the very beginning of this article. Um, so that when you report to a client, you can say, oh, well, this particular tool tends to uh, overrepresent at times this particular number or this particular tool is usually a little less than 10% of what the other tools report. So just calibrate accordingly. Right. So the whole point of the article was for me to help people explain to clients why you're seeing differences and by in general, how much you'll see differences of. And it turned into just some tools underrepresented, uh, underreported more than others, which was fine, as I stated in there. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just so that you know trends and you understand how to read the data because it's it could be equally bad if you go the opposite direction. Or it's way more and clients don't understand why there's way, way, way more in one tool and they don't trust it, right? Same problem. However, every one of the tools wanted to be the most, right? And so I got into a lot of hot water publishing this thing. A lot of hot water. You know, it's like people are questioning the sample size. People are questioning the methodology. People were were upset with me, very, very upset with me for publishing this thing. Um, so it was a fire fest for me, for sure. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I also like a big shout out to Rand Fishkin. He gave me props on LinkedIn and it got shared a, a lot of times. Um, blew up quite a bit on Twitter and on LinkedIn. Um, it's, you know, it's nice. to got a lot of, it was mostly support. Like I probably, I'm, I'm saying all of the heat. That was maybe mm-hmm. 2%, you know, 98% was cool. This is interesting kind of stuff. Yeah. It was just a very loud 2% that made me think, I'm going to need to become a truck driver. <laughs> like I thought I buzzed the tower, bring this back home. I thought I buzzed the tower and I was going to have to go to truck driving school. I was actually telling, I was telling Kevin, I'm like, I, 
I think I think I have to find a new career. I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I just fire fested myself somehow. But I was trying to create a helpful study for people. I'm like, oh, here I am. <laughs> Little did I know that, you know, and, and probably naively, anytime you compare SEO tools, it's probably not going to go all that well because they don't want their tools to be compared and they don't want differences to be shown like that. Um, so yeah, I learned a, I learned a pretty good lesson. But I mean, it, it, it was born out of a place of like, you wanted, you wanted to help and you were naturally oh, no. curious, you know, like yes. answering the why, why does this happen? It's, which is a fair question. You know, I mean, different yeah. tools are looking at allegedly the same things. Like you, you would think you would all be coming, you know, getting to the same sort of like, you know, answer. But the fact that they were somewhat all different was just beg the question as to why. Um, and if we, you're right. I mean, I, I, I've watched it happen and yeah, a lot of it was supportive, but it's funny that 2%, you know, that 2% is not only the loudest, it is the most like gut wrenching, you know, oh, yeah. like, just They're religious about it. You know, <laughs> if some people, if they, I mean, if they've, they've gone all in on a tool yeah, and they've convinced their boss, they've got stuff on the line, I guess, yeah, you know, true. like they've convinced yeah. their bosses to spend thousands. Um, they've convinced their clients. It's the right thing. And then if I read this report and mine says, oh, this, this one happens to report fewer keywords than this particular tool, that could be read as you bought the wrong tool. And Which I, is not what you were saying. No, you were not even the little, not, no. even, not even the slightest. I was just saying that they will report different numbers. And I wanted to show by how much and generally how often that would happen. And that was it. It was just meant to be helpful for people to understand the differences between these tools because there are pretty big differences and it did not get taken that way so take i mean there's been enough time i think at yeah. this point so take us back to that moment because at this point like you've you've done a lot of work you've done the research you've yeah. written this great this great piece and suddenly you're watching it out in the wild be gutted and it's not even the piece <laughs> is being gutted you jeff baker personally. are being gutted personally yeah. gutted how does that feel as a human being watching your work get gutted on social media, how did how did how did that? What were the emotions? What was going through your head while watching your piece go viral in that sort of sense? Oh God, it was just it was panic. I'm just thinking like, how do I? I would love to unpublish this immediately. <laughs> I did not want to, I didn't want to have it out in the wild anymore. To be honest with you, I'm like. I was in panic mode. I was in, oh my God, this, my career is, is going to be wrecked. You know, they were coming in hot and I thought my reputation was going to be utterly destroyed. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, it was, it was bad. It was bad. I didn't sleep for a couple of days. Which cool. I, can, I can say now because, you know, it's not as tender, <laughs> but at the time it was, it was pretty intense and I was worried. I was worried that, um, you know, I, I could get sued or something. I don't know if that's even possible here. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, anyone gets but, sued, but yeah, it, whether it actually like right. amounts to anything is very, very unlikely. I mean, I pulled the numbers directly from their websites. So I, I don't know what to, <laughs> I don't, I don't know where you get with that, but, um, it was, yeah, it was emotionally, it made me really rethink the way I report because I've done a lot of these things that I've published on third party sites. Like Moz, yeah. this one was a uh, search engine, search engine land. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it, generally they weren't too controversial and they're very satisfying. You know, it's nice to get, nice to get a byline. It's nice to bring up some new 
some new numbers that people perhaps hadn't thought about before. And it mm-hmm. gets you a lot of, you know, gets you and the, the brand a lot of recognition that you wouldn't normally get with, you know, without doing original research. So generally it's a good, very positive thing. This was not that. <laughs> it was not a positive thing. So now that, I mean, now there, ha- there has been some time and space. If, if the opportunity, or if you had another idea where you want, not, not the same sort of thing, but maybe it could be 1% controversial, is there a part of you that feels like, I don't want to do that just because of the chance? Or at this point, are you like, you know what? No, screw it. I'm still standing, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to still do that. I get back in the room. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, the difference is if it's controversial, I won't put my company's name on it. I wouldn't put Grafton mm. on it. Because they, I don't want them associated with any backlash or That's saying fair. that Raptor represents these statistics. This yeah. would just have to be a me thing that I publish okay. on the side. You know, it, it's just it's just safe that way. Yeah, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. Because then that that way it's just you out there. But at this point, you have you have probably stronger armor at this point because you will, of what you experienced. But that oh, makes yeah. that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because they would come in hot again. But this time I've got some experience with it. It's like, well, you know, you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. There's not much. What are you going to do? Like, dude, give it your worst. Well, which is funny because, I mean, we started talking about, you know, social media and Facebook and like thinking about how your, I mean, your experience is built off this thing that didn't exist at one point, but does exist now where you can put something out there. And people can respond to it. And not only can they respond to it, they can ruin your day, your week, your month, whatever it might be. Um, and you wonder, like, of all the things that social media brings, is this the most positive thing it can? Like, is this, is this what we need in terms of society? Or is this something so negative that we, we need to shut this crap down? I think you get the first, I think social media, like I said, needs to be the canary in the coal mine. It needs to be, it gets the first punch to raise so, uh, uh, awareness on an important issue, and then it has to shut up. Once it starts, once it starts trying to solve things, it is a mess. <laughs> it's a hot freaking mess. So there should be like a limit to the like. You get one comment on this particular topic, whether it be you know politics or my my research, and you want to you want to shit all over it. You get one. You get one punch, and then you're done <laughs> because you're not. After that, it's all diminishing returns. That that actually would be pretty amazing, as a, as a, as a, as a feature of social media. If you only had one punch, yeah, you one shot. Be, yeah, just one shot. Yeah, that would be pretty because then you so much thought would have to be put into that one shot. Like you can't just say, "Bro, you're wrong." You can't even do that. You want to bring as much heat as possible in that one shot. You know what I like? Do you ever use Quora? I know Quora. I've never actually used it, but I know of it. It's great. Some people will bring up some sort of topic, some sort of debate topic. Yeah. And it's all merit based. So people respond with really, really well thought out responses, like paragraphs long, supported by mm-hmm. by uh, sources, references, all that kind of stuff. And the response that gets the most views and upvotes due to quality will uh, show up at the top. <clears throat> so it's like a merit based okay, like social media, somebody responds, you suck. I don't like that. And it can go to the damn top because they're like a super big, you know, they're a super user and Mm -hmm. they get all the, you suck. I don't like this. 
gets the top views, which is not merit-based, whereas <laughs> this one is completely merit-based because you have to write out why I don't like it and why you suck in very, very good detail. So I, I think like if we were to have a more sophisticated conversation, bringing it to Quora probably makes sense. That does make a lot of sense. And so it is, but is, is, I've never used this. So is the upvoting only like, is it, does it have to be based on that? You have to, you have to kind of um, support your argument or is it just the audience of Quora propels it to do that? The audience of Quora, okay. right? So you get the, you suck. I don't like that. We'll get no votes and it'll get buried right. down at the bottom of a, of a discussion point. Whereas the one that's really well thought out and mm. discusses all the points that one gets upvoted and it gets the most visibility and it's kind of like a virtuous cycle. Okay. So basically if more people were on Quora, the you suck comment would probably get upvoted. Like it would turn into Reddit, basically. Um, I don't probably not. I think the audience there is a little bit more probably a little bit more sophisticated in terms of attention span. Maybe they are not as sophisticated people. They're the same people on social media, but the platform is like it's like going to fine dining versus going to Taco Bell. So you're going to okay. step up. You're going okay. to step up your response because okay. of because they're you're trying to to weigh the, to measure the room. You know. I well, I guess maybe that is. I mean, maybe that is the future. In many ways, you still need Facebook to survive as like a cesspool, but it allows us to to recognize that's a cesspool. If I want to play in the in the mud, I'm going to go there. Um, but now there are different elements beyond Facebook. Cora being one of them. And may, maybe that is the future where we have different sort of like, you know, colors or, or you know, levels of, of, of social media. I mean, in many ways, Clubhouse is, is maybe part of that sort of progression. I don't even know what, what is Clubhouse. I don't even know what that is. I keep hearing it. So one, it's only it's only for Apple. So if you, if you have to have an I.O., you basically have to have an iPhone to use, to use Clubhouse. So I've never experienced it. I only have a Samsung. Um, but Clubhouse is basically, um, <laughs> it sounds weird to even say this, but like live podcasting. So someone will have a discussion, start a discussion, and they'll start talking about a topic, and then others can join in. But the, the glory of Clubhouse, from what I understand, is that it's very regimented. It's like you kind of either have to raise your hand or you have to go into this line. And so it's, a, it's very like organized in terms of next comment, and then this person gets to talk, and this person gets to talk. Should we try it? I we should, but I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> borrow, borrow your kids. Well, that's got one, right? <laughs> borrow your kids. They don't have phones yet. They don't have, my wife actually has an iPhone, so I could probably use hers. Yeah, there we go. But I've heard. But you don't have to participate. You can just listen. Basically, mm -hmm. you can just listen to these discussions, and they they span. And I think the reason it's caught on is because a lot of um, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, you know, high net worth people have suddenly jumped into Clubhouse. Um, because I think they honestly miss the interact. They miss the give and take like of this, basically. They miss the give and take of the live sort of like conversation, but they also don't want it to be like a Zoom meeting either where everyone's like staring at each other. Is it my turn to talk? What's going on with that background? Whatever. It really is just this voice that shows up and people are listening and then someone, you know, says something and so on. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool way to communicate. Yeah, so it's gotten a lot of attention. I have yet. I've been so curious because I don't have an iPhone. I haven't able. To, I haven't been able to jump into it. Yeah, well, I'll give it a go and let you know. Yeah, I mean you're right. I should just feel my wife's and see how see what it's like. Maybe that's just going back to the different levels. Maybe that's 
Maybe that's part of it. You know, we technically will never get rid of Facebook, nor maybe we shouldn't get rid of Facebook because we need the cesspool so the other things can rise up. That's a good point. You might need that. Mm. True. Um, before that, I guess you just had dive bars, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what was it before? <laughs> Did we even have an equivalent? Like a, <laughs> like a what's the what's the analog version? Of Facebook, I don't know. I mean, I would almost, I would make the argument that dive bars never. I, I felt, I felt like you could have good conversations at dive bars. I've had great experience with dive bars. That's a good point. It's a good point. That's what. You know? That's usually what I'm going to choose to go to, anyways. Nowadays, so yeah. I mean, honestly, I've, I've, I have felt more accepted and safer in dive bars than I ever did at like the trendy. You know, downtown spot. Like the trending downtown spot, I, my guard would always be up. Like, who's going to be the jerk tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The dive bar, I show up and it's like, I'm everyone's hey. best friend immediately. Yeah, they're all hammered, crashed. It's like Toby Keith. Yeah. Yeah. I love this bar. But I, it's, it's great in there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Plus, the other trendy bars, I know there's going to be like arbitrary base. Too close to people, not enough light, can't hear anybody talking. I just, yeah. I see that and I'm just like, no, that's horrible. I'm out. I didn't, the second I walk in and see a club fit scene, I'm like, no, uh-uh, not for my, not for me. No, no. I would, I want to sit at the, I want, I want where we used to go, where we just sat at the bar drinking scotch and just talk about stuff. Bostonia. There Bostonia. Hey, oh, raise it up yeah. for Bostonia. Dude, big one for Bostonia. For mm. sure. That place is perfect. Miss that place. This Although I think I did dance there at one point, did I not? <laughs> is there is there footage of that somewhere? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I feel I like there was. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so I was, was learning to twerk that night, wasn't I? <laughs> that was during one of our hurricane, our, our infamous hurricane nights. Oh yeah, with, uh, Hurricane Seville, which. I don't know how we've gone seventy episodes and not mentioned Hurricane Seville. So already, this yeah. is worth it. So this we're going to take the best this, one. Yeah, we're going to take this soundbite and send it to her. Yeah, but that was by far the best one because we would start. That was great. And I guess for context, everyone, Hurricane Seville was basically we started drinking at the office. This is when offices were a thing and people went places for work. And we, at the end of the day, we would start drinking. And then eventually, well, you didn't know what happened. That's why it was called Hurricane Seville. We never knew what happened. And this particular one, um, we ended up at, it was just you, me, Seville, and Parks. And it was like, I think it was a Thursday night. There was some sort of band at this bar. And it was like a wedding reception. And we had that same wedding reception energy where it didn't yeah. matter what music was playing, but we owned fun. We owned the whole area. We were dancing wherever we wanted to and just causing a ruckus. Um, that was, that was peak Hurricane Seville. That was fantastic. Yeah. yeah that was, that was a hell of a hurricane. That was a lot yeah. of scotch that night. <laughs> <laughs> there was a worse one after that where I think you and I were both like gone after like the next day. We just couldn't, we couldn't function very well at all. Huh. Um, Sounds familiar. Was that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of familiar. I mean, that's it's it's total gray out. So mm. who knows? Yeah, but no, that was that was always fun. I don't even know how we ended up on Hurricane Seville, but I'm glad we did. Um, um, I don't know either. Yeah, Bostonia. I don't even remember how that happened. Bostonia, perfect oh, bar. Yeah, dive perfect bar, Bostonia, and then Hurricane Seville. That's what it was. You know what, what I miss? I miss walking up to a bar stool. 
Oh, yeah, man, I do too. And even everywhere I traveled, they didn't have any of that. There was no, there was no bar stool. You don't like, you, you can't sit that close. So it was again, it was really, really cautious. So I haven't had that experience in a long time either. But damn, I miss that. I miss going to a diner and sitting at the at sitting at the bar. Yep. Or a sushi a sushi restaurant. Mm. Sitting at the bar. Oh yeah. That that used to be my. Oh, uh, I would after work. I would do that. Mm. I would always have my best thing. I do my best thinking at um, this local sushi shop in downtown Boston. I would go by myself, sit there, have a drink, have an obscene amount of sushi, and I just think. Mm-hmm. And I would always have my best thinking done then. Yeah, yeah, I, I think some good thinking at a sushi bar too. Yeah, wasn't it? What's the name of the place that you went to? Oh, uh, I'm the one, uh, not remember. It's not the one in the hotel, is it downtown? No, like no, a, no. It was like a small shop. I want to say it was like, and yeah, I started with an S. This was mid fancy. It wasn't like fancy fancy. It was like mid fancy. Yeah. yeah, those are the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I definitely miss that. You got to do that at some point again. Oh yeah. Hey, we got the vaccines rolling. I wonder if things are going to be normal or if like we're still in a, in a, this uncomfortable place where not enough people have gotten the vaccine that we're comfortable with or the efficacy rate 90% isn't enough for people. I, I wonder what it's going to look like. Are we going to be wearing masks the rest of our lives? I, I almost envision that's going to happen at least in public spaces. I feel like it has to. I mean, I mean, just, all right, just taking politics out of this, we still have the variants out there. Sure. We still have, I mean, it's very possible for another infection to do this. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like why, why not have a mask? I mean, I mean, just in terms of evidence, the past flu season was the, was the lowest flu season we've ever had. Yeah. And I think partly because of social distancing, but partly because of masks. So, yeah, definitely. Why not, man? Like flu season always sucks. I'm I'm with you too. I'm, I'm with you too. Why not just put the damn thing? You're shopping. Shopping sucks, anyways. Put it on <laughs> while you're shopping. Outdoors, whatever. Just put it on. Get to where you're going. Like it's not that big of an inconvenience. Just we might as well keep it going. Like you said, with the other strains out there, you, you might as well until yeah. thought, until we figure out what the next evolution of this damn thing looks like. Yeah, we ever figure that out? That's true. I equated the seatbelts because when I was, when I first learned how to drive, technically speaking, you, it wasn't required. Like you weren't pulled over if you didn't have a seatbelt. It was like, you should have a seatbelt on, but I'm not going to pull your, pull you over if you don't have a seatbelt. And for, for, I mean, when I was, it was dumb, but when I was younger, it was not the thing I did first. Like I would get in the, jump into the car, turn on the music and just go, no seatbelt on. And now it feels strange, even without the beeping sound that I know they have installed just to kind of put, make you put the seatbelt on. If I'm driving without a seatbelt, it feels weird. And I'm starting, I'm starting to feel that way with masks. Like if I happen to be outside and I walk down the block by accident without a mask on, I was like, oh crap, what, I, naked. I don't have a mask. I know, I know. It feels weird. It feels yeah. weird, doesn't it? It feels like you're naked. It does a little bit, yeah. So I, I feel like we we're getting to that point where it's turning into the seatbelt thing, where it's not even like, oh, I have to put a mask on. It's more like, yeah, I'm outside. I guess I just got to put a mask on. So, huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it will be that. I feel like it has to. Which is, I mean, it's good for health, but I feel like it's a shame for the random makeout sessions you could have. Yeah. At dive bars, <laughs> because that's that's something that may that may not happen. 
That might not happen. And I feel I, I feel bad for the future generations of, of our world. Yeah, I guess that's a good point, man. But I don't know. Maybe there's certain situations where it's not required in certain places. I mean, mm. look at like they've been doing this in parts of Asia for a long time. That's public, true. Public, they've been they've been doing this for years since I was a little kid. I've seen that. Yeah. Like, like that was this is just a social norm. So maybe that gets ado- adopted. Like you're outside, you're in groups, you're wearing a mask, you know? But you're in a dark corner at a dive bar. Everything comes off and all bets are off. Everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that looks. You want that <laughs> random makeout session, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why dive bars exist, man. You want that dirty sort of like dangerous thing happening in the corner. I just like the cheap booze. <laughs> And the music's usually better. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. The music is typically better at dive bars. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't think I realized how much I miss dive bars till this moment. Same um, yeah. It's that feeling of sitting down at a bar at the end of the day, you just chopping it up with a bartender. You know, <laughs> having a good chat. They pour you the beer and slide it down. Oh, baby. There's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. Um. I think we've gone long enough. We've hit the hour, and I think we got to call oh, it. Damn, man. we're an hour five. <laughs> we could have gone two hours with this one. We could have. Um, we could have. Uh, one, I'm hungry, and there's Popeyes waiting for me downstairs. Mm, and and two, nice. I got to pee. So yeah. we should probably end. This. That's that's a, that's a good <laughs> a good spot. I need to go grab another beer anyway. So yeah, that would have thrown off our whole flow. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm glad we did this. Apologies to our uh, two loyal listeners, but this was fun. We've got a hundred. We got to stop saying that. We've got hundreds. There are hundreds of people. We, we yes. have hundreds? Yes. Right, I'm we've proud got of this now. Hundreds of people. They're not this one. Not this one. Well, we stopped caring about the numbers. We stopped caring about the numbers for so long. We don't have hundreds on this episode. <laughs> we've got two that made it to the end of this one. <laughs> but, we'll build it back up. We're always good at, but we got to we got to knock ourselves down. So we now have to we'll knock up. off some of the uh, some of the non loyal people. You, exactly. know? you, have, you have to have a shit show every now and then <laughs> to, cl- to clean out. <laughs> we had too many, too much intelligence on the show. We had to we have to That's clean true. out a little bit. That's true. Clean Let's house. make sure it's it's even keel now. So yeah. we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time. We will have more intelligence. I promise. We absolutely will. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, take care, everyone. Thank you. All right. See you.